speed up, but look on the ASA. My gosh, they're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. That UFO podcast is powered by Zencaster. Zencaster is one of the world's leading platforms for recording and hosting podcasts. The open beta strives to put the power of studio quality remote video production into the hands of anyone with a story to tell. Features include HD video recording, studio quality sound, chat and footnotes. All running right from your browser so you can record from anywhere without ever installing anything. Check out the links in the show description to find out more. Hi everyone and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. It is a breakdown, it is a breaking news update. We have fresh, hot off the press, um, some news breaking in the early hours of the morning UK time or it would have been late evening in the United States. So Dan, welcome to the Breaking News Podcast. Uh, You've been up early this morning, just because of this I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Notifications going wild. Um, So yeah, as reported by D. Dean Johnson and others, in the early hours of this morning uh, as we talk it's the 24th of november uk time the pentagon announced that the united states department for intelligence and security will lead a new airborne object identification and management synchronization group now as acronyms go aomisig does not roll off the tongue in any way shape or form does it um but this is going to be to assess uap within special use airspace just off the bat, before I bring Dan in, this is not the ASRO or ASTRO Gillibrand Amendment story we have been following. It may or may not have a knock-on effect. Um, but as I woke this morning, I seen a few different people on Facebook and Twitter had posted that this was it happening and this is what we've been waiting on. This isn't what we've been following recently. It's really totally separate, but I think there's definitely a conversation there to be had. So, Dan, what's your immediate thoughts on what you've seen so far this morning? So my immediate reaction was that they kneecapped the requests for obviously reading a bit more. I agree with you. Actually, this is kind of something separate to what we've been following. It might have a knock-on effect on the Gillibrand Amendment and the the language in the NDAA, but this is actually a response to a a memo from uh, Kathleen Hicks on the 25th of June um, asking the DOD to establish procedures to synchronize collection reporting and analysis on UAP, Uh, to give recommendations, to identify requirements for the establishment and operation of a new activity, um, and to develop all of these plans in coordination with, I mean, we we have the principal staff assistants, the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff, the secretary of military departments, the commanders of the combatant commands, uh, and the DNA, and and then it says other relevant interagency partners. So basically, this, what's been announced today, OIMSK, I'm I'm going to call it Oinska, um, okay. is basically the DOD responding saying, look, we've done what you've asked us to do. We are trying to standardize this. Um, whether, like we say, that has a knock-on effect, uh, we don't know. This is This looks to be a slight upgrade from the UAPTF. 
because again it's standardized um there's actually as part of this we have kind of a, a committee for oversight uh the oim exec uh which is comprised of dod and intelligence community membership and interagency representation so there's that stops the stove piping basically of this data so it kind of satisfies the earlier june 25th request now we know this is nowhere near what the gillibrand amendments require um, Dan, just before you go into that, I want to ask a couple of questions on the back of what you've said. So you have mentioned it's an upgrade on the UEP task force. I think there will be a lot of people thinking that ASRO or ASTRO or the Gillibrand Amendment was was going to be that upgrade on the UEP task force. But this is actually a, a direct result and consequence of the, the what came out on the 25th of June, isn't it? So the Gillibrand Amendment wasn't yeah. there to follow on from the UAP task force? Yeah, exactly. The, these plans would have been... Uh, they would have started planning when that request was made on June 25th. Um, it's led to here. We're hearing from various people, such as Tim McMillan and, and uh, Deedee Johnson, that... Um, Senator Gillibrand is actually talking to the Pentagon quite a lot. So it could end up that this office ends up playing into Astro or whatever passes in the Senate. And it could be, you, you know, a good framework to bolster the information. But for now, we, we don't know until that passes. Also, I want to ask timing. Timing, I think, is the thing here for me that connects both of these, you know, the, the ongoing Astro amendment story and this announcement, because is this when we would have expected this to have come about? It seems to have come a little bit left field. It's certainly not happened overnight, but I, I've got comments from various different you know, people here, including Tim McMillan, Dee Dean Johnson, Ross Coulthard and likes. And Tim McMillan described it as potentially administrative terrorism, which is really interesting. And that the, while it wasn't, it was already put in place, and it wasn't made to knock the Gillibrand stuff, its timing will, and that probably has been deliberate, to undermine, to derail, to devalue. I think that's fair. We kind of saw this when the UAPTF was established as well. The The wider conversation was kind of starting to spin uh, and gain a lot of traction in the media and things like that. So the UAPTF was kind of the bare minimum of what they could have done, essentially a continuation of what ATIP were doing. They weren't given you, you know extra... Uh, access and things like that. Um, they certainly asked for it, but whether they got it, we don't know. Um, so that's why I say this is kind of an upgrade because it's formalizing something that was already formalized. But 100%, the timing is everything. And all the committees and senators are going to be discussing probably today now why this doesn't satisfy the same requirements as the Gillibrand Amendment. And I mean, I would I would think that the people briefing the folk who are now reading this today on the Hill, um, they're very aware of the differences and why those differences are there and they would explain them. Um, so I'm I'm still hopeful that this shows actually that the DOD are doing the bare minimum. Um, some of the comments, so we don't have anything from Luis Elizondo yet. We don't have anything from Chris Mellon. I think those are the two names people will be looking uh, to for for reaction from this, given they have been working behind the scenes in, in Washington the last week or so, um, particularly uh, hard. 
Tim McMillan had said, as someone else put it to me, the Empire Strikes Back. The DoD appears to be trying to fend off some much more robust proposals in the Gillibrand Rubio Amendment. We typically call this stu- uh, kind of stuff administrative terrorism. That's an eight-thread tweet, so go and check it out from Tim McMillan. D. Dean Johnson Does said... Does that mean uh, that Susan, Susan Goff is an Ewok? I thought you were going to say Darth Vader there. But, uh, oh yeah, wrong side. They were on the good yeah, side, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Either way, um, D. Dean Johnson, who has been excellent, and do you know what? D. Dean Johnson's got like two and a half thousand Twitter followers. He needs um, more, man. He's yeah. very knowledgeable on this stuff. Yeah, he's he's fantastic to follow for stuff like this. Uh, and Dan, I think, has been doing a great job. I don't think anyone else in the UK has been doing as good a job as Dan has with the updates. D. Dean Johnson, just given his. Um, contacts and location and, and his background has been the the first guy for most of this so definitely yeah, worth, worth checking him out he's, he's if, the guy if, that i learned where to get all the alerts from and stuff like that so he's definitely worth listening to absolutely and you should be following him and if dean was listening to this the bedside manner could definitely be worked on but you know well done for the, the work you're doing it's, it's fantastic um D- dean said himself or d dean johnson with timing, seemed to uh, intended to undercut the Gillibrand Rubio Amendment, the Pentagon touts a slight bureaucratic elevation for investigation of UAP, brackets, if in special use airspace, far removed from the forceful mandates and ample resources proposed in the Gillibrand Rubio Amendment. So again, it seems to be aiming here, like Tim, that this isn't big enough or strong enough to be what ASRO or ASTRO could be. And it very much is something that fantastic if it runs alongside and, and cooperates and they don't interfere with each other. But it, it certainly seems like, is this absolutely necessary at the moment as well? And I just have to add with his typical Aussie humour, Ross Coulthard um, mentioned that the US Department of Defence establishes unpronounceable acronym to investigate UAPs. So yeah, thanks for, <laughs> for Ross for the commentary on that as well. Um, but yeah, at the minute, uh, my gut feeling is it's something that's not necessarily required, but let's not be overly reactive with this. Let's not have people shouting it down. I think, like Dan's kind of alluded to there, if I've got it right, this could be a catalyst for more action uh, and people to sponsor and co-sponsor the, the Gillibrand Rubio stuff and really get that moving further down the line. And if nothing else... I think people who maybe weren't as interested now have additional ammunition to get involved and think, wait a minute, we've got this on this side, this on the other. What are they? Should I be getting involved? There's something to this. And maybe this is another kick up the backside for the mainstream media, especially in the US, to be to be really looking at this as something that's a developing story, Dan. Yeah, 100%. You know, a few years back, we had no language. We all celebrated when the UAPTF language came out, and that was on the the DoD website, because it's just crazy to see it there. And now we have, essentially, our worst case scenario is still better than the UAPTF. And then on the other side, we have our ideal scenario, scenario, which is the Gillibrand memo. And those two have now got to kind of fight it out. And and I'm I'm hopeful that the officials have been briefed the language in the Gillibrand amendments to do with the biological effects, uh, the public kind of reporting, um, the wider look at the airspace, not just the special use airspace, um, and the fact that transmedium, the word, is in the Gillibrand amendment versus here you've just got airborne. That That's a hell of a difference in education of the two people that wrote this, I think. Um, and the the Gillibrand Amendment is certainly where people are going to be leaning because, as we know, airborne is like what 
33.3% of the sightings <laughs> if if they don't go from air to water and to space in one go anyway. That's it. I think it's something there'll definitely be more news to come from. Uh, some of the listeners, uh, Gnosis, had said, try not to be cynical, but on first inspection, this seems like a purposely timed intervention to prevent the far more transparent Gillibrand task force from taking hold. Basically, no need for Gillibrand Rubio's idea. Hey, everyone, look over here. We already have this. BB said too much alphabet soup in that for me. And I wonder, is there anything to that in the sense that, you know, acronyms can be really off-putting for people as well and if it is a huge mouthful and it doesn't have that nice short astro which is obviously fantastic in every way shape and form because it's related to what we're looking at here yeah. then it does put people off and that can definitely be some kind of something psychological um ewood agreed with all of that as well and it's it's definitely a developing story and i think we're going to hear a lot more from it from the rest of today as well um as i'm keeping an eye out on different accounts like other people should chris mellon luella zondo and others to see see some more off the back of that dan any anything you want to add just to finish off uh, just just that it last night uh there, there was an interview that Vinny did with erlin strand and he was talking about how when they studied the Hestelum phenomena, they couldn't call it UFO. They had to come up with a different name. And I commented that that's kind of funny that we need to baby people who think that they're smarter than us. Um, and it's kind of the same thing here. And I didn't realize how much kind of imagination the term astral provoked until I read this new, <laughs> this new acronym, which is just, I would describe it as beige compared to, you, you know, this wonderful or inspiring like ooh astro you know you you certainly can't imagine the officers of such an organization rocking up you know there's a big difference between saying i'm from the office of astro versus i'm from the office of oismanzigun you know <laughs> yeah absolutely there's definitely more to come on this uh, as the hours go by i'm sure even just today uh, and as the days and weeks go forward we're still keeping an eye on the votes coming in from the senate on the gillibrand amendment too to see again as there's going to be more update from that today given given this news uh dan are you got any thoughts on that yeah so um i've spoken to dd johnson a bit and like i say he shares knowledge he, he's great um it'll be the 29th onwards uh, the way looking into the Senate, that's when you should put your streams on and things like that. Things can still happen in the background because they're still talking and meeting and committees. Um, but like I said in one of the other shows we did, the NDAA, the language in there for the UAP stuff, is different from the Gillibrand Amendment. So again, if you don't think that's enough, please, 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 if you're in the US, contact your officials, your senators, anyone who's paid by the government who will listen and ask them to support the Gillibrand Amendment. It's so important. Absolutely. And if you're looking for some more articles to read later on today, keep an eye on uapmedia.uk or at uapmedia.uk on Twitter. Hopefully we'll be getting some stuff out there from Graham Rendell, Adam Goldsack, uh, Vinnie Adams, Dave Partridge, uh, Dan potentially gets involved with those as well and checking out dan does the spell checking yeah and i just I, like on the spell search <laughs> yeah and i say yep that sounds all right <laughs> that's my job with them but um just uh, we'll keep an eye on any commentary from the uap media group and also on the debrief later on today tim mcmillan's just announced they have a new article coming out from avi loeb as well so that'll no doubt be worth checking out too but dan thanks for joining us early 
I'm just going to say, Avi Loeb actually has an event coming up uh, that will be streamed on Zoom. Uh, he's talking to the, I think it's the Dublin Astronomical Society, I think, or the Trinity College Astro- Astronomy Society. I forget. Um, one of the two. Have a look at my Twitter. It's a free event. You can watch it. Um, and it it kind of made me realize, wow, you know, Avi really is inspiring people because he's come across, he's talking to people across the pond and he's talking to an actual science department about this stuff now, not just, you know, the UFO community. Which is what we want. Exactly. Uh, definitely. But yeah, check that out later on as well. So Dan, thanks for joining us early on today. And Thank we'll you. speak to everyone else again very, very soon. That is all for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. You can like, retweet and subscribe. That would all be very much appreciated. The shows are being uploaded onto YouTube as we speak more and more. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast to access the shows ad free as well. Please get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that UFO podcast. Of course, on Twitter, it's at UFO, U-A-P-A-M. And again, folks, as always, keep looking up. You never know what you might see. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chelsea, a little Baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Folk. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little bit. Imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs and there he was. Like, you awake? I was about to abduct you, cuz. I jumped back and nearly kissed myself. And I climbed out the window after the elf. And I woke up in my bed and there was something on my head. And everything was weird and everything was wet. I called up my boys. They thought this was noise. They thought it was a dream. They thought it was my toys. They thought it was my problems. And I think I should because it doesn't really scare me.